Hello, and welcome to Make It Clear, a conversational podcast about all things related to water and wastewater. I'm your host, Angela Bounds, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Rapp. In each episode, we'll tackle a relevant topic with facts and expert opinions and make things clear. Hi, and thanks for joining us again. With me, as always, is Sean Rapp. Hi, Sean. Hey, Angela. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. And today we've got with us Jeff Salthouse. So we've heard from Jeff before. And hi, Jeff. Hello. How are you two doing? Pretty good. Really good. Thanks. Uh, So today Jeff's here to talk to us about this term that floats around the industry quite a bit, flush and forget. And we're actually just going to get right into it today. We're going to talk a little bit about what the term means, what the reality is, and really kind of describe it and what we need to do about it. So with that, let's talk about what exactly, what do people mean when they say flush and forget? Yeah, that's really good because I know we use that around the office quite a bit. And so I've been hearing quite a bit about that over the years too. So I'm anxious for Jeff to get get to talk to us a little bit about this today. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I appreciate having the opportunity to come back and talk a little bit with you guys. This is, a, I think, a really important topic for the for anybody really in the industry or just, you know, as you said, the lay person, because uh, the idea that we can kind of proceed down the road without considering the impacts of our actions just really is not a, not a sustainable way to move forward. And not just from a sustain- sustainability standpoint, but also just from the uh, the reality of, of what people are, are facing in the world with the issues mm-hmm. that we all have in front of us, both environmental and economic and uh, so forth. So, you know, I think the, the idea of a flush and forget mentality, as I said, really just doesn't fly anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, the concept that we can just make problems go away, that if something's undesirable, we can just, you know, ignore it and, and hope that it dis- disappears mm-hmm. doesn't allow for, you know, considering the effects of our of our actions. Right. So flush and forget so, is essentially this idea, right, that mm-hmm. a lot of people will simply flush their toilet, wash things down their sinks, put things into their toilets. And once it leaves whatever outlet it's using to get out of the house, mm-hmm. they forget about it. Whether that be diapers, feminine hygiene products, any variety of things. Yeah, just, just... the waste the waste itself, mm-hmm. which is, you know, certainly a, a has the potential to for polluting and creating downstream problems, whether it's going to a septic tank, going into a municipal sewer. It's going somewhere. Mm-hmm. It has to be considered, not just by the professionals, not the utilities only, but but by everyone, because right. the impacts can affect both the homeowner, property owner, in in many ways. You know, Jeff, I think you and I had talked about this previously, and I think a lot of this is embodied by the term mindfulness. It it struck me as I was getting ready for this that when my grandparents were alive back in the Depression. It seemed they were much more mindful of things because they had to consider where everything was coming from and what they were going to do with what they had 
mm-hmm. and they had to make the most of what they had. So you you couldn't afford to have problems. Mm-hmm. You you had to fix it yourself. You couldn't pay somebody to do it necessarily, or you probably could, but I mean, it's more economical for you to do it yourself. So being mindful of what you're doing really was a, a, a much greater issue back then, I think, than it is today. Yeah, Technology of- and the ease of paying somebody to do something and just kind of has yeah. pushed that away, I think. It was out of necessity, right? I mean, if you lived on a <clears throat> on a farm or, you know, you had to take care of things yourself and not just, you know, folks in a rural environment, but, you know, they, for one thing, all the modern conveniences weren't as available in the past. And as you said, the, you know, the idea is people want to essentially get on with their recreational lives and just pay somebody to take care of their convenience so that they can kind of replace their active involvement with just shelling out some coin and then get on with the whatever their their fun activities are and instead of handling the 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 service or the the activity themselves directly and i I think there is a a trend that that folks have gotten in the habit of saying, "Well, I will work to make money to pay somebody to do something I could do myself mm-hmm. so you give up the time you could be recreating and and taking care of things yourself by paying someone. But it all, it goes somewhere. I mean, it all, you know, trash pickup curbside, that isn't where the trash ends. Mm-mm. You know, it disappears when the truck goes by, but it goes to a landfill, it goes to an incinerator, and those things have lot lasting effects. Mm-hmm. So just like the waste that leaves your house, it doesn't just, it, it doesn't exactly. just magically disappear. It, it's always mm-hmm. surprising to me, too, the number of people that don't really understand how that works. I had a, conversation with someone once where i was like well what do you what do you think happens with it like it leaves your house Mm -hmm. this this waste leaves your house do you understand where it goes like it goes to a wastewater treatment plant and gets filtered and grinded and cut up Mm -hmm. and treated and then where do you think they release that (laughs) to they Mm -hmm. release it into the river and they were like (laughs) what and i'm like what do you think they do with it like, how did you think this worked? Mm-hmm. And that even if they're on a, you know, on a septic system or uh, advanced treatment, you know, you, you can't just drive your car endlessly and never mm-hmm. change your oil and maintain it. All these things require some input by someone, you know, and, and the, that mental disconnect from the utility services, right. people just expect things to happen. You flip the switch, the lights come on until they don't. Right. And then panic sets in if you're not prepared or if you haven't planned ahead for for that possibility. And so we've kind of, I think, generally as a society, dis- distanced ourselves from from waste management when, you know, moving from an outhouse or pit toilet to in-house facilities and, you know, have to, there's some responsibility that comes along with that. Right. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about that. Why does it matter? So a lot of people on big pipe systems, because I do think that there's a difference in the mentality. Like when you are mm-hmm. actually on an on-site system or you have a tank at your house, you learn mm-hmm. pretty quickly what to do and not to do. Yeah, things that there's you, repercussions. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's repercussions. Like you're going to block things up if you put the wrong things into your septic tank, it's going to have an effect. So why, 
regardless of what type of system you're at, why should it matter? Yeah. I think that goes back to that kind of ethical, the mindfulness as Sean was saying that, you know, we can't afford to forget or ignore the realities Mm -hmm. without realizing there's going to be repercussions. You know, we have responsibilities as Mm -hmm. adults in a functioning society. Mm -hmm. You don't forget to turn off the stove when you leave the house. You just can't. You don't forget to pay your electric bill or pay your taxes. I mean, there's repercussions for all those things. So we have to be conscious of the, uh, the, the effects of our day-to-day lives. And mm-hmm. waste management is one of those that we depend on having clean water. And mm-hmm. we've kind of sullied it by using it to carry the waste out of the house. Mm-hmm. And we have an obligation to make sure that that water both is managed properly while on our properties but also as it moves through the, whether it's a municipal sewer or even through a septic tank and back into the soil, Mm -hmm. that we have, you know, ethical, moral responsibilities to consider our impacts. Right. No, I was uh, kind of reminded of an article that I read just recently. It was out of Houston, just probably from a month or two ago. And I, it was about flushable wipes, which are a a really big culprit in uh, the, whole flush and forget mentality because people, I I think they have the right mindset. They want to do the right thing. So they're buying these biodegradable flushable wipes and then flushing them down the toilet thinking that that it's going to be okay. Yeah. that They use that term very, very loosely. (laughs) Exactly. And the municipalities were reporting that these things were causing huge problems, costing the the city and, and the constituents, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year because they've got to go in and take these things out of the pumps. They're clogging up the screens. You know, this is big pipe and septic. And people, I know they, their heart's in the right place in some of these instances because they think they're doing the right thing, but they're still not grasping the entire concept of mm-hmm. what you flushed on the toilet has consequences somewhere down the line. It's going to affect somebody. Don't mm-hmm. you remember the experiment that my dad did? Again, I'm using that term loosely, but he he filled mason jars with water and then placed toilet paper in one and then mm-hmm. a couple of different brands of flushable wipes in the others. Mm-hmm. Each each individually and after a certain period of time all you could see in the toilet paper one, it was as it almost as if there was nothing ever in there. Right. Mm-hmm. There was a little bit of residual at the bottom, but it was completely broken up and biodegradable. Like it mm-hmm. actually degraded and the wipes did not. Yeah. There no, were no. some it's like of, the whole plastic bag argument where they make the plastic bags yeah. out of corn silk and things. And yeah, they'll biodegrade, but it still takes know 15 20 years right exactly yeah what is the time scale yeah that we have to be thinking about then you know the idea that even the term flushable on any product (laughs) seems to refer more to the fact that it'll actually go down the pipe than exactly the fact that it will you know physically not have a a negative impact and yeah sean you're right there had huge problems with flushable wipes going down systems as well as other you know uh, materials and it 
you know, the, the, the idea that we can just kind of, you know, it's almost like throwing, dry, throwing stuff out the window as you drive down the road. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, so it's not in your car anymore, but you know, that, that just goes against like every grain of being a responsible citizen and, yeah. and being a part of a society that, you know, you're on the receiving and everybody's downstream. Right. So it's true. I love that phrase because mm-hmm. at, I think that's one of the conversations we were having. I'm like, unless you live at the head of the river or up in the mountains, like unless you live in glide, you are downstream in yeah, the Umpqua River, to, which is in our yeah. area. Yeah. Every watershed starts somewhere. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's the, the idea that even in that case, the person at the top of the mountain, the, you know, the right. first person to, to contribute something, mm-hmm. it, they, they are still part of it. They're going to go down into town eventually and, and hear about the crap coming down the river yeah. from their neighbors. Yep. And they know where it's coming from. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it just can't stick your head in the sand. You know, it's just it, it, whether you're on, uh, you know, on-site system, municipal, you know, m- municipal sewers almost always rely on centralized pump stations to move sewage. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, the pump station has a failure or clogged in a line and, and you're just going about your day showering, flushing, washing. I have no idea that, that this material is, is ending up in a creek or overflowing a manhole because of a problem downstream. It's just, you know, that really is ignoring the fact that we have a, a pop, possibly because of your own actions, flushing material down the toilet that shouldn't have gone. So, you know, like I said, everybody, you have to be a good neighbor, be a good human being. And I think people hear these stories of sewage overflows, sanitary sewer overflows or combined sewer. And I'm not sure where sanitary sewer term came from. It's not <laughs> <Right>. sanitary. <Yeah. laughs> no, no. Not the idea that, you know, the, I don't know if people read these articles and they're in the paper. I mean, it happens so frequently. Frequently, yeah. And how do they, you know, th- there's no connection there. I was just reading one from a couple of years ago that, you know, 143 million gallons of raw sewage discharged are down around San Diego out of the Tijuana River, which actually empties into the Pacific in the U.S. You know, it's, it, the people that are impacted by that are going to be up and down the coast for hundreds of miles in Mexico or in, in California. And that it's almost like it, people gloss over that idea that this could possibly even happen. But that's one of the impacts of, of kind of an uncontrolled flushing <laughs> and just hoping that everything works fine after that. Mm-hmm. But it has, a, it has a huge impact and everybody yeah. has to be aware of that. Well, mm-hmm. it happened this summer down in Santa Monica. There were 17 million gallons yeah. Yeah. spilt into the Santa Monica Bay mm-hmm. and they tried to get it under control. But my understanding yeah. was that <laughs> it kept releasing some. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Untreated, yeah. untreated sewage. Thing is that a lot of times some of these don't even make the news. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I read a statistic that uh, in the last year or two, there were 1,450 some odd discharges nationally from overflows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think and, it, it, I think it's higher than that. I mean, one of the statistics I'm sure it is. I, I saw one that there was about 1,500 just in the Great Lakes uh, about, I don't know, five or seven years ago or so. The EPA was reporting that, I mean, it was billions of gallons going into the Great yeah. Lakes, which yeah. I've lived in Michigan and I know how incredibly nice that area is. 
and so the idea that 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 kind of an event can occur over time and it's you know it's tens of thousands of overflows just in the u.s and everybody yeah. loves going to the beach right i mean right. <laughs> like a santa monica going out on the pier and it, you yeah. know southern california is a, a beautiful place and one article i saw had written by chelsea wald did an opinion piece that with the premise that basically one way to avoid the big sewage spills is to avoid big sewage systems you know kind of keep it local Mm-hmm. It is a resource. You've got water at its yeah. core. Sewage is mm-hmm. water and fertilizer. Mm-hmm. And some other stuff gets mixed in there, no no doubt, that needs to be treated. But it, it, the, the mindset to change it, to think of it as this is a resource. It's generated locally. Let's try and treat it, manage it locally, avoid systems that have millions and millions of gallons, if possible, to mm-hmm. uh, to avoid the potential problems that come along with that with so many critical points. And that's part of that, you know, having a mindset, you know, buy local, you know, support your local businesses and and why not keep the the treatment local and as well as the potential impacts minimal by having a smaller scale approach to managing whatever, you know, whether it's waste or I think all of the the impacts that we have, the closer, the more the real they are to people, the more likely they are to be careful about how they act and being a yeah. good neighbor, being a good human being. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, it bears mentioning, even though I don't want to get too, I don't want to get far off topic, but keeping it local also gives opportunity to reuse it locally. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. As well as the potential for the, you know, uh, the economy to benefit from that. Exactly. Because you're not, you know, having, yeah, the the businesses that can benefit from a a local economy and that can include waste management for sure. So I think it all just comes, you know, we're talking about flush and forget. And I think our point is you can't. Mm -hmm. So you can't, you just can't, you can't forget about it. You shouldn't. Just forget mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. It should be something that you think about. How is it getting treated? Where is it going? What are you actually putting into the system? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. How are you managing your the resources mm-hmm. that you have some control over? Right. You know, you just without I, and then turning that around to look for the opportunity that's there as well. Mm-hmm. Because if you're forgetting about the impacts of something that you're doing, you're also not really thinking about how that can be turned around and, and become something that's positive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in, in many, any number of ways, and that's how a lot of innovation occurs, is people take something that might have been a waste product in the past, mm-hmm. figured out, hey, instead of just trucking this stuff out of here, why don't we mm-hmm. turn it into some other repurposed product or, or even a, a extremely beneficial material that can be reused in some other way. Right. Well, and I think that's it too. If we individually, so if I'm only doing it and other people are not, the impact is much smaller. But if all of us collectively really start taking those opportunities and thinking about how we're using this resource, what happens to it, if we all start thinking about it, mm-hmm. the impact is huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think instead of, you know, if you're forgetting the flesh and forget, you're really mm-hmm. ignoring. And so that means you've kind of closed your eyes to the opportunities that are there. 
mm-hmm. you've closed the eyes to your eyes to the impacts that you're having. And right. it, and it's not like there are fewer people and fewer <laughs> a lower volume of sewage. I mean, I, I, there's supposed to be about 50% increase in wastewater production. I believe in the in the states, perhaps globally, in the next you know twenty to thirty years. Yeah. So uh, we already have some issues with it now, and you start thinking mm-hmm. about the aging infrastructure yep. and yeah. the the increased demand and and pressure that's going to be put on that. So yeah, yeah, we just some can't new solutions it. are called for. Right. I mm-hmm. I, I think that's and different thinking. I mean, yeah. that is definitely a different podcast, but. <laughs> When you think about, you do have to think about it in its totality, right? So it's not yeah. just what you're putting down; it's what you're putting down and the fact you're putting that you the the fact that you are putting it into aging infrastructure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. There was a good little article, actually, is a an EPA blog post which I really enjoyed. It was written by Leslie Crisali back in 2015, but she talks about four different things that people can do to just be mindful of this and, and just to keep in mind when talking about flush and forget. Mm-hmm. And just as first of all, toilets aren't trash cans. Don't no. put anything mm-hmm. down there that isn't supposed to go down there. It's only meant for human waste and toilet mm-hmm. paper. Yep. The other one is inspect your septic system frequently if you're on a septic system. So have somebody mm-hmm. come out and take a look at it. Have your, your maintenance provider come out and take a look at it periodically. Just yeah. to make sure everything's working correctly. Yeah. Cause yeah, mm-hmm. just preventative maintenance. Because if it's not working correctly, then you start to have backups. You can pollute the environment, that kind of thing. Right. Use your water efficiently. Don't just leave the water running in the sink. If you've got a leak, make sure you get that fixed. Systems work better when water is used correctly. Uh-huh. We don't want to overload the system. And then if you have a drain field, maintain it. Just make sure that it's working and that you're delivering the water where it needs to go and gets mm-hmm. clean before it goes back into the environment. Yeah. So, I mean, just those four things, even if individuals kept that in mind, whether they're on big sewer or septic systems, it, people can do a lot when they do it yeah. together, just like Angela was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Staying ahead of it. And, you know, the, I think the analogy of the vehicles are always a really good one because all of your utilities require some level of maintenance, management. Yeah. Just being aware if you're on a septic system and you see a wet spot in the yard in the middle of summer. When it shouldn't be there, there's something going on and it's only going to get mm-hmm. worse. So, yeah. And, you know, fundamentally, we just, we have a duty of care as citizens of a functional society to our environment, to those around us in society, and to those who are going to follow us. You know, so yes. it really just is in, in my mind, there's a responsibility there that doesn't require a whole lot more than thinking about the impacts of your, of your actions. Yep. So that you don't run into the crisis situations by thinking ahead, being, yeah, mindful of of what is happening around you. And you know, I think it was uh, it was a quote attributed to Ben Franklin that says, "When the well is dry, we know the worth of water." So you exactly. just don't want to get to that point of having a backup in the you know your system in your house or yeah. finding out that somehow your you know treatment plant discharged millions of gallons in your favorite beach. So mm-hmm. just being being aware and taking action to to prevent problems, not forgetting that there are implications to to your activities. Yeah, so true. Such a great conversation. I really appreciate you uh being here with us, Jeff. 
Hey, well, thanks. I definitely appreciate it. I think it's, uh, you know, really important, big picture. You know, it's not about just about toilets and, nope. you know, but it really comes down to how do you take care of the world around you and, and the people around you. And, and that's a, a really important thing for people to be considering pretty much every, every day. I yep. agree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> well, All thanks. Right. I do, do appreciate it. It's great to talk with you guys. Yeah, you yeah. too. Thank you. All right. Take care. We want to thank you again for joining us today. Before you go, don't forget to subscribe where you listen to podcasts so you're notified when new episodes are posted. Also, you can leave your comments or suggestions through the contact link on our website, www.arenco.com. Until next time, have a great day.